fighting is easier from outside the cage, which always makes you wonder why would one go back inside the cage? Tonight's theme for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafis Barzo, but I have put him on motherfucking mute. Because breaking news, BJ Penn has signed with not one, but like a multi-fight. I thought the number was five-fight deal with the UFC surpassing my wildest expectations here longtime friend of the podcast to talk out that decision none other than hawaiian's favorite son american black black belt in bjj legend bj penn bj you're fighting again come on man. I bro i don't know i i think so yeah like dana came up to me and dana was like you shouldn't fight anymore and I remember one of my best advices that I gave to myself was never to listen to what Dana White said. So I guess I should fight more, yeah? No. No, I don't think you should. Shouldn't you be done? Um, well, if you know, if I'm being honest, uh, I almost thought I would never have to come on the show again. So I thought that I could retire from coming on the show. Um, but, you know, then I had to, like, dust off my voice to come back on here and at first i was like oh do do i even remember how to talk and uh yeah i do so yeah i guess i'm gonna fight i guess it's gonna be me and ryan hall and you know i thought that was it but no the people they public they demand it hey uh do they which people i'm sorry yeah I, okay fair fair point yeah um they tell me that um people like you know like humans, um, mammals. Mm-hmm. I think they went up to like a rhinoceros or something, and they said like, "Would you like to see BJ Pie?" And then, and then the rhinoceros was like, mm. and so I think they count that as a yes. Also, I'm pretty sure they just uh, they have like a mobile app game. Yeah, it's no, definitely they, a maybe. Well, do you not, no, it's definitely a BJ. You're going to be physically okay to fight. Oh, definitely no, but you know, okay, like, that's well. At least we're there. I mean, I mean, Kev, you know what's really wrong with me wanting to go fight, especially when you know you get like a Chuck Liddell. He's a legend, who bro? Oh, and they let God, him we're fight. gonna talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for the foreshadowing. BJ, go to bed. This is me saying go to bed professionally and right now. Um, Verbal Tap fans, longtime legend, current MMA prospect from the ufc bj penn i mean at what point am i not a prodigy anymore anyway where's my bed i don't know where i'm supposed to go all right stay out of the ocean me back to like where my home is oh no come on i'm getting that look from verbal tap legal again okay well i see what everybody's talking about look verbal tap fans bj penn the one and only i'm gonna go oh okay he is up. I'm going to bring in Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm okay. How yeah. are you? The still sound it's, BJ. No, it's still me, BJ. Off the fucking line. You're I thought done. I hung up. I thought you did too. That's why it's funny when you answer. No, can you hang up? And then that way I know that you hung up instead of me. No, I'm doing a podcast. I have a whole show to do. Okay. I told you to come in at the end. You insisted on the beginning. I said, not a good idea. There's a lot of moving parts. You know what you said? No. 
I, I don't remember exactly either, but something about it's okay, brah. And I said, don't brah me. Before. Look. That sounds death. about like something I would say, but what does it say <laughs> about you and concussion syndromes if you can't remember either? Okay, Where's where am button? I? Okay, bye everybody for real bye, this time. BJ. I'm retired from the show again. <laughs> yeah. Bye everybody. Uh, look. It's no joke what happens to fighters that get older. It's uh, important to keep yourself supported, keep yourself limber, because on the topics <laughs> tonight, Anderson wow. Silva, <laughs> yeah. Chuck versus Liddell is what I wrote down, which is not what I meant. <laughs> I meant versus Tito Ortiz, but that's, that's I wrote down what I wrote down. you've ever fucking written. <laughs> Chuck versus Liddell was one of the most <laughs> accidentally honest moments of my podcasting career. Lovato fight to win, I guess. That's hilarious to me. Didn't know that was happening. I should be paying attention. And Oscar De La Hoya fired back, and I guess there was something that happened in boxing. I just saw that meme you just said that was funny. Raph, how are you doing this evening? I'm fine. A lot of training. It's... A lot of training for you the last few days. Uh, I'm trying, dude, because I'm already fat going into the holiday, which is highly discouraging. It's never great to start without no. momentum. I, I hear you. It's like going up a hill to go up a, a steeper hill. It's not great. And there's too many people that I'm going out to grab lunches with. Maybe that's a problem. But there's a lot of people I'm getting food with who have been, especially at this all-you-can-eat sushi sort of deal, that just goes, yes. Raph, Raph, can you finish it for us? And I go, why? Is it because I'm the fattest one here? Is that why you guys are bringing me? I thought you just enjoyed my company. I didn't know that you needed me to finish this. It's fine. So that that's what I got going on in my my world. Kev, can I tell you my new idea? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I understand a lot of you MMA fans. You're like us. You love this sport. You get excited about a number of events and fights. And then every once in a while you get one where you just say, that looks sad. Do we have to do that one? Now we knew that Chuck versus Tito was going to be a shit show. And I know that a lot of you guys, and stay with me here, don't like government regulation. I hear it. I know it. Nobody likes oversight committees. Nobody likes having to put, I know, those weird things of democracy into place. However, they always feel that too much government will corrupt. Can I just point out one little oversight committee or vote that I think could be very beneficial to us here, Kev? I, you're going to have to because I'm not quite on board yet with congressional just, committees involved. I mean, I love a good committee, but... Of course. Go with me here. I feel if a fighter is going to continue fighting after a certain age or a certain amount of knockouts, we should have a two-thirds vote that they need to clear. And it could be comprised of other fighters. It could be comprised of fans. So here's the reason why. Okay, so two-thirds votes is the way I see that this needs to go on because of the following, Kevin. If you have some sort of regulatory sort of body i feel that fans be it them or be it uh athletes themselves voting on if a fighter should be able to fight or hell even data white who famously this week said you know what bj penn why not come for another four fights it's not like we have any reason to let you fight but eh. and this is after dana white called oscar de la hoya a crackhead coke and being same thing but he's basically <laughs> saying to Chuck Liddell, 
and saying you were mistreated by one Oscar De La Hoya because how dare he let you fight? And so he's saying, Oscar, on your watch, you let this fight happen. Oscar shot back and said, yeah, well, look at you, you asshole. And, uh, you know, <laughs> also accurate. By the yeah, way. I mean, no one's wrong here. We had a lot of our fans <laughs> saying they should just either uh, make out or fight. And you know what? Given the both of them, it could be both. I could see either. I could see either. But I also uh, I just kind of love that it was like whenever you have Dana White and Oscar De La Hoya disagreeing, it's like, I don't know which way's north. I'm in the vortex right now. of Who the fuck do I agree with? Yes. It would be, no one knows. The only way it's worse is if Manny Pacquiao shows up on third base is like, I'm here to also disagree. <laughs> it's like, fuck! Oh! It's a strange time to try and figure out who we're aligning with because, again, and I do understand if you leave it to the fans, you could get the case of one Gordon Ryan who this week said, hey, all of my underlings, why don't you give some shit to a steak restaurant that wouldn't let me come in just because I was wearing sweatpants? And guess what happened, Kevin? Um, somebody explained to him that that's fucking stupid and put on no. jeans. Instead, oh. they said, no problem, King Ryan. We'll go after these people on Yelp and on their that. Facebook. Oh, I hate that. Yep. It is, uh, it is a little bit of an abuse of power, one might say. It's kind of the reason why owners of establishments hate Yelp and have some uh, you know validity to their claims but kev then you look Strict at the dress themselves. code they don't like sweatpants and erections they also said my tank top showed too much and i quote nipple not cool <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i'm sure that's also part of the issues that they're facing but kev the interesting thing to me is this we had a fight last week that just didn't need to happen And maybe it's better that we didn't record a podcast immediately after the fight because I had feelings. I had some responses to it. We were quite clear we weren't excited about – I I wrote down Chuck versus Liddell on the show write-up and uh, he got knocked out fast. No. Damn it. Oh, wait. Hold on. Define fast. Um, what round? Well, the first, but when you said fast, I just wanted to be very clear in saying neither of them were what one would ever refer to as fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Within like the first minute or towards? Nah, so, okay. So there was a lot of tripping on themselves. There was a lot of stalking one another. Whenever they whiffed and they missed, they seemed to lose all of their balance. So Been there. <laughs> That happened for a little while, and it got a little awkward. However, Kev, what made things even more uniquely awkward for all of us involved was the fact that when the knockout did come, everyone but Chuck saw it happening. And it was cruel. It seemed unnecessary. And it was a confirmation of everything we thought it was going to be. And the word that we knew for sure from day one was terrible. And Kev, that's not even getting into the elements of production and design that went into it. I don't know if you've ever watched a show where the graphics look like they haven't fully rendered and they look like they said, just put it on air. It'll render as it goes live. It's fine. 
So it looked like the graphics were trying to be 3D and come at you, but instead it looked like it just stopped midway through and it ran out of memory on the computer and it goes, yeah, these are the two fighters. That's good enough. Damn it. So we're talking like Mortal Kombat Episode 2. Oh, wow. Sega. Yes, 100%. And, uh, by the way, if you haven't read the oral history of Mortal Kombat, go do that right now, everybody. Because the actors did not get paid uh, who played the video game counterparts. And it's really sad. And I think Kano at one point said he was working like a menial job. And it's very sad, but it's also very informative, kids. Treat your actors right and pay them well. Anyway, Kev. This is where it gets really super weird to me because I'm just sitting there absorbing this fight. We're talking it's so weird that our friend Albert Morales, who was on the card, right? He got engaged. He loses a fight. And then he figures, well, he's got the crowd there. He might as well propose uh, to this uh, woman he's saying, which amazing and fine. But guess what? We didn't see that because once they gave him the mic – they cut him off. Do you know what they cut him off to go do? Play a Monster Energy drink commercial? Worse. They went backstage to have, I believe it was Frank Mir, go back and talk with Chuck Liddell. Would you like to know what that interview sounded like? I mean, if you guys want to, it's going to be a good fight. Um, Tito is somebody who I know and... Uh, I know my mohawk's pretty good, and uh, I can't wait for the beer afterwards. Thank you. When they come back to the cage, the commentator, who I believe was Todd Phillips on this one, who just goes, well, in case you guys were unaware of what just happened, Albert Morales just got engaged. How about that? Moved right along. It was a clusterfuck in so many ways and the the payouts were just as bad if not worse than the ufc's and you can give them some slack and say maybe that's your first event maybe you know you're gonna get better from here i'm not so sure and with pay-per-views being that low it is uh here's what was really sad kev because i haven't even mentioned this part So not only did Tito congratulate himself and then get really mad when nobody was giving him credit. He's like, why isn't anybody giving me credit for beating Chuck Liddell? And it's like, because it's 49-year-old Chuck Liddell who didn't move. Everyone hates you, you piece of shit. (laughs) So they did yell that out at him, and I understand that. But, Kev, this was the moment that really broke my heart because I said, we saw what we saw. We knew what we were going to see. I wish it was less sad than that song, but it was not, Kevin. Say love me again. Chuck's head hits the mat. (laughs) He walked out the door. (laughs) I really hope that he does the background vocals for it as well, and they make it a duet. But, Kev, here's where it got the saddest. At the end of the fight, Tito Ortiz had the gall to, while praising Chuck Liddell, and we thought, all right, we're done here. No animosity. They're everybody's friends. Blah, blah, blah. He goes up to him and he says, hey, Chuck, man, I just want you to know I respect you so much. And you got to do me a favor. You got to keep fighting. Let's make this happen here. Oh, for fuck's sake. Golden Boy MMA. Let's keep this going, man. When he was backstage, Tito Ortiz goes, yeah, I mean, I knew I was going to beat him. I mean, yeah, 
And they go, well, you said that you wanted to keep him fighting. He's like, yeah, but definitely not the main event. Wait, what do you mean you don't want him to fight in the main event? Are you saying like he's not a good enough fighter to fight in a main event despite you beating him and being proud of that? And now you're telling us not to be proud of that because, oh, no, he's actually not supposed to be fighting anymore. To me, Kev, my head just exploded and said, I guess the worst moment of this whole thing is while Tito didn't fully 100% commit to saying he was done, it seemed to be the language he was saying was, yeah, I'm done. So not only was he saying, I'm going to remove myself from fighting, but you know what? Chuck, you stay here, buddy. You keep fighting. Sadness. And then guess what? The Athletic State Commission said, "Um, we suspend Chuck Liddell indefinitely. Which only uh, makes perfect sense after he already fought that they they would make that decision helpful. It's like, "Uh, guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, at the age of 85, smoking wasn't the best idea. Look, we have other topics to rapid fire here real quick, Rap. Anderson's The Spider Silva might be back. What is going on? I mean, he's one shot away from getting a title shot. Mm. Yep. That Isn't hurts. that weird? Kev, yes. do you remember the last time he had a win? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Why? Why is that? You can't remember when Anderson Silva won. Um seven years ago? I mean, here's the thing, Kev, if you have to think like that, it's probably not the time you deserve a title shot, but he's right back in title contention if he wins this next fight, which is an uphill battle for him, my friend, because Dana White promised him something. The last time he won was back in October 13, 2012, where he beat Stefan Bonner. (laughs) Now, hold on. Yes, he did have a win against Derek Brunson. However, can you ever really be sure he's not on the it's normal? I can't. I cannot. Anderson Silva, retire, please. <sighs> We've hit a lot of our topics. Uh last night I saw Junior Dos Santos defeat Um the guy that does the shoes. <laughs> Somebody the guy that does the shoeies. Uh, I should know him as more than that. I'm trying to head to the UFC's events webpage. Tuavasa. Yes. Yeah, I saw that fight, and I saw um, Mark Hunt fight, and I also saw Shogun Hua make a victory. Fun night of fights, weird night of fights. Because Junior Dos Santos was getting his ass kicked by Tuavasa, then just crunked him. And then Tuavasa seemed upset, even though he wasn't doing anything while he was mounted and getting punched in the face multiple times. Well, he was doing something. No, that doesn't count. Squealing and moving your arms (laughs) haphazardly. That wasn't Rafgard. That's for fucking sure. That had no (laughs) semblance in defense. He was kind of just bam-bamming his way out of nothing. I'll beg to differ, Kev. He was definitely underneath in mount. And he was definitely trying to punch from underneath while mounted. And, you know, I thought about that and said, that's bold. And he connected a couple times. But I said, how long do you see this being a good defense, buddy? We should probably work the mount escape. We, no? 
we definitely should. Nope, we're going to keep trying to punch here. Oh, you do you, buddy. But when that elbow, oh, 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 and these strikes. Oh, oh God, Junior Dos Santos. And, I mean, here's the interesting thing. Both Dos Santos and Shogun were rocked. Their knees were buckled. It looked very bad for both of them. And yet both of them were able to use that veteran experience, come back, and put on amazing performances. Kev, I'm telling you this. When I saw Shogun Hua fighting, I said, I mean, bro, I get it. I know you're a fighter at heart. And I saw him win and I said, you know what? You get to continue. In the two-thirds Congress of fighting, he would get an extra coin that says, I get to fight one more time. I think that's fair. And speaking of sure things, Mm. the rest of our fight analysis and podcast Brought to you by NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. I would backslash it men underwear, but that's just if it's it's whatever your choice is. You'll see that gray and that navy. Free shipping on orders over $80 U.S. and Canada. 30-day money-back guarantee, which is going to be not necessary. It's Mm. that good. Head on over to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Visit our friends. They are the best in the business. They're not second best. They're the best. They're the best. They are amazing. They, they are simply the best. Better than all the rest. I like that you went grizzly uh, old country vet and I went uh, pop vocal. But we were ready. It's fine. We arrived we somewhere. 100%. That's in now. Thanks to Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton. Head yeah. on over to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. It's better than all the rest. <laughs> and uh, a star is born, Raph. Grizzly country. Uh, it is. Anyway, well, this is a stretch topic. <laughs> NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Last two fights, Mark Hunt loses. That was rough to watch. However, uh, I mean, I'm into that. I understand that it, you know, it could be his last time fighting. But I have to say that... Uh, uh, Tuivasa and Mark Hunt got amazing entrances that I didn't know that they would allow their fighters to necessarily do. I was actually very surprised. They both got kind of like warrior send-offs, which I thought was pretty dope. So that was fun to see. Um, Kev, uh, we also want to give a shout-out to our good friend Christos Yagos, who won his fight by decision. And uh, man, was he tired. And I don't blame him. That was That was a tough fight for him to win, and he pulled deep. And he ended up getting it. So props to him. The day before, though, Kev, we can't overlook uh, a series of fights that were the ultimate fighter finale, though. Okay. Hit me with so, the highlights. Let me hit you with the highlights on that one. Kamaru uh, Usman beat Rafael Dos Anjos. And, Kev, it was well, it was rough to watch. Uh, Dos Anjos, he was in there for like a heartbeat. And then Usman was just wrestling him down. And here's where it gets a little little nerve-wracking for that division. Would you like to know what happens? Yes. Dana White says, well, Tyrone Woodley, who do you think he's supposed to fight next, Kev? Uh, Sage Northcutt. Wait, he signed with one. Who else? With one. Well, he's supposed to go fight Colby Covington. Remember that whole interim title thing that they were doing? Yes. And then Colby was hurt when they were supposed to fight, and they said, eh, let's scrap that. So now they're waiting because Woodley in his last fight got a little bit of an injury. So they're just waiting on that to happen. Well, it's supposed to be Colby and Tyrone. Except now Dana's kind of high on Usman and was saying, I mean, what do you guys think? Usman? 
Woodley? That's the fight I want to see. And they go, what about Colby? And he's like, who? I was never friends with Colby Covington. I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking about. If I'm guessing, though, I think that Dana has seen the pay-per-view lackluster sales from one Colby Covington. And maybe, maybe one of the few times he ever would just considered what the fight would be like. So there's that. Kev, I did message you about this because I asked you what you're going to be attacking when you're coming back to the jujittery. And you said a straight arm lock. Did you not? Yes, straight arm bar. Well, a straight arm bar happened from the uh, essentially kind of crucifix mount position with one one Francisco Diapa, who won the ultimate fighter with that very move. I'm impressed. It was very nice. Speaking of submissions, there was a crazy scramble that happened between Macy Chikasan and I want to call her Panini Kanizad. Uh, but essentially, uh, Panny was really close to sinking in, I think, like an armbar, like a belly down armbar, loses it. Macy takes the back through an escape, ends up putting her away. Then in other news, you got Pedro Munoz, who. Put away Brian Carraway. Uh, like it was like a liver kick <laughs> and it was it was rough to watch. And we're talking Pedro Munoz is one of those guys with an amazing guillotine has put away tons of people with that. And uh, that kick looked uh, yikes. <laughs> so there was that um, just kind of other stuff. Tim Means was back in the wind column. So good to our good friend over there. Won it within the first round in a minute 18. Um, there were some great submissions. I would highly recommend you go check out. There was, I believe, a kind of anaconda choke, Kev, where one of the guys ended up going out. I'll send you that clip a little bit later. And then Joseph Benavides back in the win column over Alex Perez. Um, I actually kind of like this night of fights. Um, I was pretty happy all the way around. So, But, Kev, we go through all the UFCs. What's the one thing that we need to remind people about boxing, especially when they're bitching about boxing? Don't do it. It's corrupt. Why? Referees, gambling, the mafia, (laughs) the FBI, CIA, FIA. If I'm being honest, I put up a joke, and I'm going to stand by this joke, but I wanted to say it on here so that it's in the verbal tap archives on the audio side. The greatest thing about not watching boxing is that you already know how it ended with pissed off boxing fans everybody saying it was rigged in a draw oops how'd we do it again because they want that inevitable rematch money and here's the sad part i saw some of the highlights today really good match kev but here's the way i've kind of rationaled it i said i'm no longer gonna get hyped up if i have a bad feeling and yesterday i had a bad feeling i just step aside and i say i'm gonna watch it without the hype so that I don't get hyper disappointed and I can just really enjoy the technical or the amazing boxing prowess. Or in yesterday's case, Kevin, with Fury, who got knocked out and came back to life deep in the 12th like The Undertaker. And I kid you not, there's been a ton of memes and they're all destructively funny. But that was some resolve. And I, I have a lot of respect for how he was able to kind of compose himself. Despite getting knocked down twice, though, Kev. A lot of people said that he won that fight because he won pretty much every other round. And yet, we still have a draw. You know why? No. Because boxing. Boxing. All right. So that's the recap for you guys, just in case you were wondering, uh, what the fuck happened? 
I guess, in the past week. We've had a fucking crazy week. Rafael Lovato Jr. ended up winning yesterday. Decision and- over Hinger. I guess it's Good worth mentioning-ish. No, I'm just <laughs> it is because think about it like this, Kev. Guess what? He was wearing North South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. As oh, of course. You of the participants. I tried to shoehorn that one in when you were doing it, but you were just on a run, and then simply the best happened. So this is our reprise. Anyway, without going too far over though, guys, it's been a weird week for us to kind of be away. Because when Kevin and I came back, we looked around and said, did everybody lose their mind? Is everything awry? No. Boxing was still crazy. Jiu-jitsu, still fun. The UFC's website got hacked, which was amazing because they changed it for the first time in a billion years. Sage Northcutt is fighting in one championship. Good on him. John Jones wants to make as much money as possible getting knocked out by one Deontay Wilder. Guys, MMA is exactly where we left it one week ago. It's the dream. Yep. Stay tuned for some UFC 231 over under with new best friend Gabe Calvento. Oh, you're the best. best. There we go. All right. So these UFC cards sneak up on us faster than we can really uh, keep up with them, Kev. It's difficult because we're at UFC 231, and this is only the first of two pay-per-views this month. Oh, really? Well, okay, this feels like that. I guess after looking at the card, yeah, I'd call this a feels like a first one out of two. Sure, sure, but let's not overlook the fact that there's a major main event that I think a lot of people are excited for that you would maybe be more excited if it was on a different card. I'm not going to get on that. I'm just going to let you know the pay-per-views might be low on this one, even though the fight uh, for the main event could be good, or it could be a disaster because we don't know the health of one of the participants because Concussion City. We're going to come back to that at a later point in time. However, Kev, I dug deep for someone for you to take on on this week's installment of over under I Kevin urge you not to do that. I always say, stay shallow, get someone no. beatable. No. Cause here's the thing. You and Milton ran too close of a race. The fact that Milton was bragging so much made me think, Hmm. He only narrowly walked away with the victory on the overall, but he screwed up the Daniel Cormier pick when he was on the last time. So, Kev, I decided to go one better on this one. I decided to get you one of Milton's coaches, a.k.a. Gross. the guy who heads up the goons over at 10th Planet Van Nuys for their MMA team. They're Mr. Miyagi is what they sometimes call them when I think they're I don't vaguely like those racist. Ten, I don't like those 10th Planeters, ref. But I'm not so sure if it's like a socially accepted. Anyway, long story short, uh, <laughs> yesterday he just fought – uh, it is kickboxing pro debut, an amazing fight, Christ. and uh, I'm very excited to bring him on. I guess, why don't we go ahead and bring on our good friend and 10th Planeteer as well, Gabe Calvento. Gabe, how are you doing, sir? Good, Raph. How are you? Although it definitely did not fight professional kickboxing, I'd probably get kicked in the face if it was pro, but uh, I did all right for an amateur. That's fine. I mean, listen, dog. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> you fought another you were... human. It counts. We don't have that kind of sharp there we go. Ivy League <laughs> standard of pro versus amateur. But whatever. Clearly, 
Gabe is playing for real facts when we're telling yeah, the guy over the guy over in Minnesota who's like, I don't really care. I mean, he sounds cool. <laughs> I just know he's like Mr. Miyagi, so whatever, dude. Uh, to you, our yeah, friend you over in Missoula, I don't know who you are, but thank you very much. Gabe, here's my question. Why weren't you at wrestling today? Honestly, I try to avoid Elliot as much as possible. So <laughs> missing a wrestling class is just another way to do that. And of, of course, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, you fought yesterday, no big deal. But then you also happened to schedule your own fight on the day of the Fury Wilder fight. And I think to myself, I know, super rude. Oh, terrible. It was so, it was so shitty. They try to like put it up in the back and like people try to have it on their iPads, but nobody's stream was working. It was trash. Yeah. Uh, I did hear the guys uh, were able to watch it from the seats, so I do like the fact that I run into Gabe, Kevin the day before, so he's so on weight, he's underweight, which is amazing, because if you're about to and weigh rare. in, and it is. rare, but it's nice to know that when you see Gabe, like, before he has to go do a weigh-in, and you go, where are you at? And he's like, 136, and I go, oh, okay, so he's got to drop, like, what, a pound or something? And he's like, no, the fight's at 140, I go... Oh, so you, you get to go eat like while you're on the scale? Because that's what I'd be about. Yeah, I had a coconut water on the way there. <laughs> if you had held yeah, up so some fried up chicken. Be, it ended up being all good. Whatever yeah, you're, it ended up being all good. This had Daniel Cormier and or Derek Lewis potential. If you had just brought whatever your favorite fast food item is, you might have had a sponsorship just for next time. Sure. I know. I should have made a bigger deal about it. It's okay, Kev. He's he's getting used to all of these things. However, Gabe, part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on is not just to avenge Milton, because there is a potential to not only beat Kevin here, but to also beat the benchmark of one Milton Aguayo. So that would be oh. fun. Yes, absolutely. But... I think it's always important we get to know a little bit about you. So tell us what the preparation was like going in to your fight yesterday, sir. Um, well, definitely doing a Muay Thai fight was something completely different. You know, normally because I, I head up those goons of Van Nuys, I do MMA and mainly just jujitsu. So if we do stand up, it's kind of just during the mixed martial arts, like sparring or something like that, or doing a little pad work here and there. But, uh, about Four or five weeks ago, I started doing uh, some cross-training in a Muay Thai school. They mentioned a December 1 Muay Thai fight, and I thought that sounds like a, a hell of a challenge. So uh, I got ready for that. The training was completely different. I haven't rolled in quite a while, so I'm excited to get back to jiu-jitsu now. But uh, <laughs> th- this was complete, completely different. It was, a, it was a lot more clinching, kneeing, kicks, learning how to do all that stuff. The traditional tieway. It was it was a lot of fun for the last like six weeks or so. I had to say though, Kev, one of my favorite things is about the Van Eyes guys, and you think it just has to pertain to Guy, but all the guys who fight on the Tenth Planet side over, specifically at Van Eyes, get to a point where they go fuck jujitsu, and it, it it comes in waves and circles. And I'm not always prepared for it, but I'm like, that's the one that I do. I don't care about the other ones. I can't do the other ones. So I'm always kind of intrigued when I go, they'll be back. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of Every way. time. So. Yeah, every well, time. 
And what's your jujitsu acumen? It looks like if I'm at tenthplanetvaneyes.com backslash instructors, <laughs> yep. I can see your smiling <laughs> face and what appears to be a jujitsu history tracing back to 2010-ish. Yes. That's yeah. why tenth planet. Why jujitsu then? Because um, that's that's a uh, little bit before the boom. Yeah, I uh, I was boxing at the time. I I was I started boxing as a kid, and then I would kind of like off and on train pretty much throughout all my teenage years. And then I had a friend who wrestled for my high school when we were eighteen or nineteen tell me he was going to do an MMA smoker fight, like in one of those underground ones back when they used to have those like at gyms after hours and all that back stuff. when men were men and, gabe back in a little yeah, thing when we had civility fight. in this country <laughs> it was a better time man wasn't afraid yeah, to fight another uh, man in a backstreet no, that's pretty much it and uh and he asked me to help him get ready and i went to go spar with this kid and he double legged me instantly and dumped me on my head when I had only boxed and punched me in my face for a couple minutes. <laughs> and I could not take that I did not know how to fight back. I thought, oh my God, I boxed for this long and I couldn't do a damn thing to this freaking high school wrestling kid. So I, uh, I started looking around for some jujitsu and I just got lucky in that the first person I called was Alder. And as I called him, I, I remember it was like a weekday and I said, should I come down there today to take the class? And he said, I'm actually not going to be teaching today because I just quit. And he said, I am starting my own school probably on Monday. Do you want to meet up with me Sunday morning and I'll teach you some stuff? And it literally went like that. Jeez. I, uh, yeah, I went down and he, he taught me some basics. That Monday I met uh, Lobes and <laughs> I, I never left. Lobes also kind of uh, you you may be familiar as Frosto on the show. Uh, you may hear me talk about him occasionally. Uh, it's mostly confusing because the first time I met him, like really really met him, they're like, "That's Mike." And I go, "Okay, his name's Mike." And they go, "No, his name's Lobes." And I go, "Who's Lobes? I just met Mike." <laughs> Lobes is Mike. Okay, well great. And they're like, "Yeah, he's Frosto too." And I go, "Those are all very different names." What, can we pick one? Because I don't know how or why we're doing all three of them. And they're like, all three work. So on a given occasion, I usually I go with Lobes. Yeah, you guys go with Lobes because you're into really crazy nicknames. I still usually call him Frosto. It's very rare that I call him Lobes. And if I do, it's because I'm around too many of you that I'll be overwhelmed. So. Yeah. I, uh, I try to sp spice that up. But Kev, here's an important thing. Gabe's always the one holding the pads. He's the one that's usually organizing them, which is no tough task because I try <laughs> organizing on a very small scale and being like, let's get together to train. And they're like, oh, it's hard. I don't know. Um, yeah. But Gabe's the one that usually gets them together. Even when we do wrestling, he'll be the guy who has uh, hours or rounds with pads with them after that. So when I'm all said and done, they keep going. So Gabe's usually uh, the guy who puts that together on both, uh, you know, for the team and, and for their individual needs. However, this is of interest to you, though, Kev. He recently started a podcast. Why? Oh, I mean, that's hold what on. I'm saying. Oh, no. uh, that's not what I meant to do. Raph, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me try yeah, it again. Go ahead. Go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> 
That's good. <laughs> did. So yep. did Conan. This is great news. What's yours about? <laughs> um, well, aside from organizing the guys at Van Nuys, my day job is that I'm a personal trainer. So I have my own personal training business. And uh, for a little bit of fun stuff to do on the side, I run a podcast where it's called The Five Minutes to Fit. And I try to give really easy health and fitness tips that take only a couple minutes to listen to. And that's pretty much the podcast. I'm sorry. I tuned out. It was something about, uh, <laughs> I see, I've already drifted into mean gear rap. I'm supposed to be nicer until we start the over under. <laughs> this is your fault for stoking the fire. No, that sounds actually pretty fun. What's it called? Five minutes to fit. G Cal Fitness. Actually, my fat ass could listen to that a little bit, especially through the holidays. There's this whole party that's like maybe I should have uh, let him pitch it before I shit on it wholesale because that well, sounds helpful this holiday fair, season. Special editions just for Kevin are like 25 minutes to fit, but that's, you know, I don't want to say either here or there. I just want you to understand, Kevin, that I'm bringing on one of our peers, somebody who's in the podcasting business, similar to you mm-hmm. and I, he's almost recorded go. as many episodes as we have. Gabe, how many are you up to? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to trust you that it's close to yours. I'm actually not sure at all. Nope, it's on the opposite side, which is less than 321, because that's <laughs> essentially where we're at. In fact, if you multiply oh, the number of podcasts that you've been doing so far by like six, we still come ahead yeah. quite significantly. Yeah, you guys definitely are uh, a little bit better about this. But he's a peer, Kevin. So you can use all the podcast jargon you want with him and do all that sort of stuff. Um I guess the question is this. So, Gabe, what is it that you get out of helping people get fit? Because Kevin and I just stopped short of, well, we went to go train. Now we're going to eat what we want. Tacos. (laughs) And if you saw what we live after like wrestling today, um, I'm pretty sure that I'm a net negative on the amount of weight loss (laughs) that I was supposed to have gotten from the hard rounds of wrestling. So okay, where did you that... those days too. Nope, uh, that's kind of Monday through Friday for me, my <laughs> friend. It's a full-time job being fat for this guy. But, you know, where did that start for you? Because obviously your jiu-jitsu journey is its own sort of a thing. But where did you mm-hmm. kind of decide that personal training and helping people achieve their fitness goals was where you wanted to go? Um, well, I I started training people maybe a year or two into jiu-jitsu. It was just something I kind of naturally gravitated towards and something I enjoyed doing. And when I started my own business about like two years ago and opened up shop and everything like that, I realized that as far as time in the day, I can't really take on any more people. So the only way that I could kind of help some people out would be to kind of put some information out there, whether it be like on social media or whatever it is. And then somebody mentioned doing a podcast. Um, I looked at the landscape for fitness podcasts, I guess. And a lot of them are, are very like, I don't know how to word this properly. I guess it's like 
very specific to like a certain kind of diet or a certain kind of training or something like that. And I've never been one of those kind of fitness people. I, I live a lot of life in moderation, I believe. And uh, I do think like what you said, eating a good amount of, after earning it at some wrestling rounds, I think that is good for you every now and again. Uh, but in general, I just wanted to find a way to help some people out. And so I made a podcast that would be short in time. It takes five minutes to listen to. Uh, I don't use any complicated fitness jargon or any of that nonsense. Instead, I try to talk to people like normal people and just try to give some helpful stuff that they can use. All right. And if I'm correct, yeah, five minutes of fit by G Cal Fitness. Am I yes, that sir. Right? All right. Well, 49 yes, episodes of this business. 49? Oh, my yeah. God, Kev. He's almost at 50. Holy shit. Some good customer reviews. I will get back on my game, Raph. I will start cranking him out, and I will be at 300 soon. Mm, no, that's not true. But I do feel <laughs> that if you really put your heart into it, you might get to 100. And I am very Maybe. positive you're going to get to 50. So I think even money <laughs> says you get to 50. So yeah. this makes me happy, though, Gabe, because when I see people who start off new podcasts, I instantly ask, why are you doing this to yourself? And then uh, after doing that, I like bringing them in the fold. I like for you to see what it really feels like to host a podcast. And here we don't just host a podcast. This is a show within a show because we're about to transition now to a segment where we do pay-per-view guessing. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Kev. You know how I told you the backstory about how Milton was always so good about picking. He says he is so brilliant at picking fights. Now, while Gabe isn't the person who brags about how good his picks are, this is all I hear when I'm going to train. These guys are always talking fights. They're always excited about fights. And without saying he knows how to pick them, I'm just saying, Gabe has a very quiet about him in terms of yeah yeah i'm pretty good at picking these things i mean i i'm just some sort of you know boxing and striking whisperer no big deal i just help these guys achieve their dreams and you know do the thing here but what do i know so i just thought it was important kev that i give you the opportunity to take out the whole van eyes team First of all, I appreciate it. You know, I collect them like a Midwesterner collects deer heads on the wall. It's it's more than you think it needs to be, but it does make a statement, and that's the statement I'll be making with the Van Eyes. And I have also decided on what five men to fit I will start with, episode 14 entitled Sauces and Oils. So that's where I'll be. <laughs> Because here's the best part now, Kev. So now that you know all that background about Gabe, Gabe, it's important for me to tell you that when we transition into this next segment, uh, you are welcome to mock Kevin all you want. So we usually allow for a little bit of cross-examination because it's hard to make fun of somebody uh, that you may not be familiar with. So are there any questions you'd like to know about Kevin right now uh, that may become important when you need to insult him as you're making your picks? Um, before we make these picks, curious as to, I know that you probably do jujitsu. How long have you been training? Anything like that? Any training history? None that comes to mind. 
I know I used to. I know there was a time. I I trained for about eight years in total. I'm a purple belt, but I have okay. been off for injury for a while, and then on, and then off again for injury for a while, and now I'm nearly back after climbing the K2 of early 30s injuries. And uh, Ooh, okay. otherwise, you know, pretty exploitable game. Get tired pretty quick. So if you can last a minute four, uh, whew, look out. All right. Cool. Fair Raph, enough. Raft, is that about covering it? I, I, I think that covers a starting point. Gabe, do you have any other questions you'd like to ask? Maybe not super emotional ones when Kevin Say is about to train Say for the first time Say I guess in the next couple days. I about my jiu-jitsu game. I call it fragile. Gabe, <laughs> why did you ask? Did you notice something? Did you hear something in my voice? <laughs> I was going to say he quivered a little bit when I asked about it. I said, training history is well. Susceptible to a barrage of attacks, I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, Gabe, it's kind of funny when we give you free reign to talk about it. And I was like, there's no problem with asking training. It seems fairly logical for people who are hosting a show to have, you know, maybe a little background in it. But that one uh-huh. hit. That was like a sink battleship question. And so if you started <laughs> punching at me, I would employ the duck and tuck strategy. I don't know if people are familiar uh-huh. with this. It's opposite to the double leg takedown in every way. Duck and tuck. Get out of there. So. Gabe, I'm going to allow you to reframe your question in a way that doesn't make Kevin emotionally cry. Uh, go on. Hmm. Uh, purple belt in jiu-jitsu, no striking experience? Just a little bit. Uh, a little bit of Muay Thai through Capital MMA and Fitness. Nice shout-out to them. Still out there. there Across go. the Northern Virginia area, meeting your jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and kickboxing needs. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know, Raph, is there anything else I need to know? I mean, ask him what movie makes him cry, because I feel like you're very low on ammunition that won't emotionally, like, stilt him. I'd rather keep it where, you know, maybe he cried at The Lion King and we can make fun of that, rather than some psychological uh, sports fitness injuries that we need to get over. I was going to say, attacking that might be a little bit more intense. Uh, Sure, I'll I'll go with Raph's recommendation. Uh, Movies. Uh, anything that would make you emotional that I can use. Give give me ammo here. Sure. Uh, I was obsessed <laughs> with the movie It's Complicated when it was out on HBO. <laughs> Stars Meryl Streep and her ex-husband Alec Baldwin like trying to come together and Steve Martin, who's her architect. Look, the film has John Krasinski, who's in the office. There's some really good comedy. And a large group of my friends started to make fun of me behind my back, and I didn't know it about how frequently I would be watching parts of this movie. So, does that count? I even, right, cool. it, it even I feels feel a little holiday-esque. I'll tell you this much right now. I sure as shit didn't know that fact, so I just learned something <laughs> about my friend as well. There you go. I guess that would explain why we're the only MMA and Jiu-Jitsu podcast to ever reference it's complicated the movie more than four times on the show but yeah no that explains a lot i i'm, I'm going back in my brain and going to the references kevin i think I it's time we transition a, i don't see a corollary there at all <laughs> i think it's time we transition to the game of over under kevin 
I'm I'm getting it. I'm ready. Did you need more time to go get the cue ready? Whoever is in verbal temp sound is fired. That's it. That's, you, That's the last Christ, sound cue you'll too. miss. I have one major cue. That was cue. dope. I like that. Thank you. I made it. I should have been able to just play it myself because it seems I'm the only one steering this fucking shit. I had to fucking find it on iTunes. I think my computer lost power while we were gone. <laughs> I don't have time to get into all the details because it's complicated, rap. <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't you go ask your friend Meryl Streep what her thoughts are about uh, MMA and then come back and give me a prompt report on that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a segment of the show we like to call Over Under Kevin. My name is Rafa Sparza. I host this segment. It's very simple. The rules, as you see, the way it works. Each participant is given 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. We go through the entire card randomized, so we pick out of order, and although we do award the win to whoever gets the most picks right. What really matters in our hearts and yours is who talks the best amount of trash during the game. Each individual gets 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Should I deem it? Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin? Um, as long as he's not allowed to use any, any 10th planet lingo, I acquiesce to the rules. Cannot promise you that. Gabe, do you understand and agree to the rules? Yes, I do. Uh, will you be using 10th Planet <laughs> jargon? Because I didn't quite put that in the writer to book you on the show. Uh, I'm probably not considering I don't know any. That's fair. <sighs> that is true. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kev, you also see why I get along with the Ten Eyes Van Eyes crew. I do. Uh, it makes more and more sense each time. I'm going to shift back into hating him, but for now, it's a match made in heaven. Raph, before we jump into this, can we just say that whenever you're approaching a bet, a UFC pick, uh, <laughs> just like you're approaching your nutrition, you need something proven. <laughs> We're going to mm. use my track record because it's great, and for your nutritional yep. needs, you need to go to Proven Nutrition. Dot com enter kevin 10 in enter Correct. raf 10 in their core drink is the smackdown best in the business if they sold it at 7-eleven they wouldn't sell anything else i stand by that proven nutrition.com raf just wanted to ping pong that back to you while this yeah uh, just uh also endorsed by g cal fitness uh unofficially so he says it's good yeah, he says it's good and that it's super <laughs> healthy for you. So that's like a doctor, right? Anyway, guys. It seems, seems fine. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with the women's flyweight division. And this is a fight. Kevin, you're going to lead off between Caitlin Chook again and Jessica. I? Kev? Yeah. Who's yeah. going to win this fight? The, bl the blonde fighter versus evil. And I, as you know, do not subscribe to the lighter arts. I stick with what's proven, what's known. And in this case, it's evil. Something my opponent knows nothing about. Oh, Jessica okay. Evil Eye. Okay, okay. I, I see where you're at. Okay, Gabe, I've got 15 seconds on the clock for you. Do you agree with Kevin's pick or are you going off on your own? Go. 
Uh, I definitely agree. I think Jessica has got this one. Uh, okay. I, I don't even have. I don't even have anything. I don't even have anything to clown on him for or anything like that. I agree with everything he said. <laughs> well, then allow me, Raph. I wrote okay, in the okay. title as I'm keeping track of who has what. Jean Claude Van Suckass as my opponent's name, oh. so he could chew on that as he agrees with me. He is Jean Claude Van Suckass. Damn. Hello, ring the bell. I don't there know. I mean, there, there's we the bell. bell. Hey. Oh, well, I mean, shit, it, it's the timer bell. Yeah, it's a timer bell. Okay. I don't have any good shit. disses, so just ring the bell for me. It's a Christmas miracle, oh, game. <laughs> we have a bell. That works. Gabe, I just want you to know, this is what happens when you come on a professional show. We have sound effects uh, and cues when they're uh, used properly. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, my bum ass show Okay, I, I'm sure if you did, you'd have a co-host that could play it at the right time. Not the point. We're going next to a welterweight. Maybe fight. if it was seven Steve. and a half minutes to fit, he could slide it in. But he's got a tight five, Raph. What the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. I was just trying to plug his podcast. I think you again. literally just tried to, like... to make a stand-up joke and be like, yeah, me and my tight five. You just tried to fucking shoehorn that into this conversation, and it did not work. I'm giving you the light. Type five. I, that in. You don't give me the light. I'm the one that knocks, you motherfucker. Anyway, Gabe, you go <laughs> next on this one. It's a welterweight bout between Chad Laprezi <laughs> and Daigo Lima. Who do you got? Uh, I am going to go with Daigo Lima because he is I'm reading about him right now, to be honest. I don't have any reason for picking him at all. Um, you don't know oh, yeah. the Lima Hell brothers? Yeah, no. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, Oh, damn, I totally Uh-oh. blanked out. No, Diego. definitely got him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I got Lima on that. Okay, you got Lima on that. He's going with the family legacy, also the Ultimate Fighter alum. Kev, where are you going on this? This hurts, because I'm a big Diego Lima fan. What? I would buy stock in his island, if it existed, called Diego Lima Island. But you can buy I, stock in Ireland. I'm making a point. I'm going to go with the disciple <laughs> Chad Labrie because tis the season. You know what I mean? Jesus wise. Uh, not nah, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, Chad, I don't. I'm trying to follow that one. Kevin. Tis the season. His name is Chad the disciple Labrie. I'm going off. Nick gotcha. Oh, tis the season because Get of that. Everyone. Gotcha. Uh, Get your I don't want to be the only values. one doing my homework over here on what their nickname is or isn't. Yeah. I could use a little help. I'm going to report you to the Atheist Society of America and let them know that you're trying to push some Christianity on this show. This is the three weeks a year I can believe in Jesus because it makes sense with the Christmas carols. All the rest of the time, complete bullshit. This time, you know, legit, because I love that away in a manger in Jesus song. when it's convenient to presents. Okay. I just want to go ahead and say that, okay? Let me see an atheist who will disprove presents and how great they are. Also, Gabe, I'm going to address you right now because I want to give you some inside intel because Kev was a little slow on that miscue. I'm going to tell you this right now. Do you know that Kevin is actually going against a former guest of the show, Diego Lima, who has come on our show? Do you find that as an ultimate betrayal or do you find that Kevin had harbored bad feelings for him all those years ago? I put 15 on the clock for you to respond. 
No, that is definitely a betrayal. It seems like a Kevin move. I have 15 seconds for this? Yeah, Mom, you Why are you giving me this nonsense? Well, listen, I gave you 15 seconds because I thought you could use the time. To <laughs> I got throw. a ref. I got, I got it. Saved by the bell. Oh, God damn it, Kevin. No, I was hoping you were supposed to drop it in. That would be the end of it. Well, no, I can't do that. It, it's it's programmed to give you 15 seconds no matter what. Oh, jeez. Like I, like, I don't have a soundboard that I can just miss cues on like somebody here. Kevin, did you have a response to that? 15 seconds for you. Uh, I think I'll let the silence speak for itself. I believe that's what they do in the film industry. While I take the high road about the three kings traveling to visit a small infant that had Jesus. been rejected no. when we tried to visit no, multiple hotels. Moving okay. to the next fight. It's a featherweight fight between Hakeem Dadu and Kyle Bochanek. Go, Kevin. Oh, anytime I get the, ta- the chance to take Kyle Bochniak in a fight. I take it. Now I get nervous about Hakeem the Dream and his reach and his eight and his O business. Kyle Bochniak for the bocce ball victory. Bochniak. I'm taking crash, baby. I almost want to go back in time and say it like that instead. Gabe, what do you got for us? 15 seconds, go. Uh, Well, I would have gone with Bochniak as well, but I will go with Hakeem Dawadu. Uh, he did, really did impress in the last fight. Um, and I really think that he'll be able to pull this out. The Bokniak fight was really good. The one was a beat, though. Okay. Kev, you starting to bring that real analysis in here. He took a Canadian. He can analyze all the he wants. They only know two things, poutine and losing. Don't pick a Canadian. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Gabe, right. I didn't know that you were so anti-America, but would you like to take 15 seconds to espouse some of your anti-America beliefs? Uh, I don't have enough anti-America beliefs to fill out your 15 seconds, but if you want, I can just keep going until that bell hits so that I can have the sound effect. Not with that attitude. If you want, like, I don't know how long, how long to count. There you go. <laughs> like I've never had a guest just fill on by making their own noises. I brought my own soundboard. Yeah. All right, let's move on. On this one, uh, I'm going to get you guys to give us your opinion. Kev, uh, no, Gabe, you lead this one off. It is Devin Clark versus Alexander Rakes with that C. Like, it's got an I and a C with a weird <laughs> accent. Like, I'm not sure. Rikik? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could go with that. Uh, Devin Clark and Alexander Rakik. Go, Gabe. I am actually not familiar with Alexander. Um, I'm trying to think if I remember any fights of his. Uh, no, but I do know Devin Clark, uh, solid 205er. Um, looking up his record, 9-2. and two. I'll go with Devin Clark. Sure, why not? That's a very astounding support right there. Kev, what do you have? Easiest money I ever made. I haven't seen Creed 2, but I assume... Drago wins, and so does Alexander Rekic with his six foot four reach. Guy's practically a point guard for the Jazz. Going with the Rekic. Okay, is that something to be proud of right now, Kevin? Not, 
it's they're not great. That's kind of the big <laughs> point. Like a six four point guard, I don't know that he's good. He's got abs, but if his jump shots like Rubio's, you know. Oh, just to let you know, <laughs> like Rubio's. We we really haven't gotten to the point where Kevin's picked a fighter based entirely on abs yet. Uh, though it we got close be. a few times, I'll tell yeah, you that. Was... <laughs> with some of these high def photos. Uh, all right, we go to the next fight. Kevin, you lead us off. It's Claudia Galadina versus Nina Ansaroff. Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Claudia Galdeja's nickname, Claudina. So that's uh, underwhelming. Well, I- I'm going to stay inside the Brazilian circle of trust and go with this 16-3 feistiness of Claudia Galdeja. Okay. Where are you going on this one? Um, I, I'm going to go Claudia as well. I, I would have liked to pick opposite just so I could kind of be opposite Kevin here, but I, I think I have her as well. Uh, any particular reason you're going for her? The haircut. You can say the haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely going to go with the haircut. <laughs> no, she just has a lot more experience and uh, like she has a much better record and she's fought really good competition between Carolina and she's been there, Joanna and Carlos Barza and all these people. So she, she has, she has experience. I'm gonna go with her. Good call. Uh, do you often tell your fighters when they don't have enough experience? Hey, get out of here. Yeah. So tell them all to go home, get experience and then come back. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite answer so far. Gabe, you lead this one off. It's a lightweight, a light heavyweight fight between Jimmy Menua and Tiago Santos. Go. Ooh, uh, I'm definitely going with Manoa. And the only reason why is because he looks like a legit superhero. So uh, I'm going with Manoa. Oh, okay. Kevin? Yeah. Uh, this is. How do you mean? Because Santos has the Thor hammer on his chest. This is an easy. Yeah, that's. That's Decision cool. of nineteen and six. I'm sticking with Brazil tonight. <laughs> That's my team. Thiago Santos. Okay. Okay. This is good, gentlemen. Uh, I'm excited for this next fight. So I'm actually putting thirty seconds on the clock because it is our co-main event, and I feel it's important to give you guys time to espouse a few beliefs on it. Kev, it is a women's flyweight match between Valentina Shevchenko. And Joanna, go, Kevin. Flyweight indeed. And I love both of these fighters. A lot of attitude, a lot of anger. But you know one thing I am also pro-Raf, and that is gun reform. I can't oh, no. endorse a fighter who's just blatantly waving a gun toy, like gun f- tattoo, like it. It's something we should all just... I have to go with Joanna Jedrzejczyk. She looks pissed off more than ever. <laughs> There's no way she's not on that non-Poland good, good juice. Okay. I'm going with the 5'6", feisty hurricane, Joanna Jedrzejczyk. So you're going for Joanna Jedrzejczyk. And a little thing called gun <laughs> okay. control. That's okay, what I'm, I'm just, going I for. I want to make sure, because it's very confusing, I want to make sure that people hear it right. Uh, Gabe, where are you going on this one? I have Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko because uh, I really do think that it's her time. I think Joanna's kind of fallen off, and I think that uh, Valentina's got this one. When you say fallen off, what do you mean? 
Um, not that she's not that she's performing badly. Like in in the last fight, I, I didn't think that it, it was terrible. But I think after the Rose one, she just she seems a little shook up. She seemed like she was really attached to that champ life, and uh, I'm, I really don't think she'll be able to uh, to kind of come back. Like the Tisha Torres decision, okay, but uh, I don't think she'll be able to take out someone like Shevchenko. Shevchenko's too experienced for that. Okay, okay, Kev, are you washed up because you've been doing this for so long? And you don't tend to have a very good winning record. Yeah. And maybe you were a little right. shooken up when Milton beat you. So it's kind of difficult to understand how that works. Um, I'm going to put 30 on the clock for you. Well, I saw a sports psychologist. And that okay. sports psychologist said, get the out of here you're not an athlete so i saw a normal right. psychologist and the normal psychologist and i have really started to forge a bond and i haven't even thought about milton's name in six to seven hours so i think i'm totally over that defeat and i have moved on to greener pastures and those greener pastures are a little thing called being able to sleep at night while someone named the bullet doesn't get to wave her propaganda at us anymore uh, uh, hello, Kevin. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, from Canada's own Georgia St. Pierre. Yes, sir. Uh, hello, Kevin. This is uh, George St. Pierre. It's very good to be here. I, I very much enjoy you all. I, I know you have uh, a Mr. Miyagi on. I wear the Karate Kid uh, headband on my uh, my forehead. So, hello, Mr. Miyagi. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, what an honor to meet GSP. Oh, no, I know. That much is very true. I, I say that very, very it's often. Here all the time, Kevin, so I right. heard you said you went to go see sports psychologists. Yes, no? Yeah, it went really well. Felt good. Do you recall what I did with uh, Masara? No, I don't. Uh, something I recall you losing and then beating him. Does that count? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, GSP had to go to a uh, sports psychologist. And uh, this is uh, a true story. Uh GSP got so angry at Masara, so then he gave me a brick, and he said, this brick represents Matsara. And I said, how you beat me, brick? That's a terrible thing. And then I threw the brick in the river. Awesome. Okay. You can look that story up. It is true. Uh, will do. Wow. So anyway, Kev, wow. do you have any questions about, I don't know, You gonna... uh, Anderson Silva for me real quick before I'm here and I have to go? You're going to fight Anderson Silva? You're going to beat him up on your... No, uh, because I am GSPA. I run away. Good one, Anderson Silva. (laughs) I hear you. But you know what? I'm so sorry I don't have these dick pills to go and spread out all that time. Oh, sick burn. GSP burn. burn. GSP burn. GSP burn. That's right. It hurts twice as hard. Ask any of my former girlfriend. Yes, no. GSP with a shot. Okay, bye, everybody. GSP come in for a quick cameo. Okay, bye. GSP on whether or not he will be fighting. We're no closer. So always great when he comes by and reveals nothing. Uh, I'm going to turn the reins back over to the over-under to Raph because <coughs> I feel like I'm kicking Gabe's ass, and I'd like that to I'm, continue. Well, listen, I don't want to say that no you are. No way. Gabe? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know we Whoa. had Michelle Tanner on the phone. No way, Jose. Uh, why is he? No way. Why is he not beating you then, Gabe? Because he 
picking all these nonsense fights. There is no way Joanna takes this one. That's the only one that I actually feel strongly about. I really think Shevchenko is going to put her away. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you had the chance to say Dang, that Kevin had a shitty pick, you, but. but instead you spent most of your time talking about how she's a has-been. So, I mean, direct your thoughts on Joanna <laughs> to Kevin and project those thoughts upon him. That's the whole point of the game is that when these fighters hear you say this and they say, hey, we've heard you're a great coach. I would like to get your consulting. However, I heard you once on Verbal Tap and I didn't like what you were saying about me. So I'm just saying, we're looking out for you, son. So keep that in mind. All right, we go to our lightweight bout between Carlos, Diego, Fieria, and Jesse Ronson. Gabe, you start us off on this. You have 15 seconds on the clock. Go. Um, I am going to go with... I'll go with Carlos Diego only because Kevin has been picking Brazilian people the whole time, and now I'm taking his Brazilian person. Oh, shit. All right, <laughs> Kevin, how do you feel? He's taking your mechanism of choosing. 15 for you. First of all, it fucking hurts. Second... Mm. If anyone knows me, I love true crime. Well, Jesse's nickname, the yeah. body snatcher. I've Ooh. got to go with my horror instincts for Jesse, the body snatcher. I'm really sad that nobody went the Uncle Jesse route when I said in a perfectly good Michelle Tanner joke. But whatever, guys, oh. you don't like Full House. I get it. You're not cultured. Um, but good to know, Kev. I'm glad that you went that way because we have a middleweight bout, and this one's where, where I think it gets a little interesting because I would love to hear where you guys uh, differ or agree on this one. But we have a lightweight bout between Eric Anders and Elias. Look at that hair, Theodoro. <laughs> Kev, you start it. Yeah, the Spartan. I got. I got so distracted by his eyes, chest, and abs when you started that mm. I was able to forget he's from Canada. I'm choosing the good-looking one because we all have an agreement, and mm. uh, I can't break the bond. Elias, the uh, – what was it? I didn't hear. I, <laughs> you know, Kev, I just want to make sure that you – What's his number? Were you, hold on, were you trying to put yourself in the same category as an Elias Theodoro? Yeah, absolutely. Just a okay. Kansas version. Oh, oh okay. Ooh, yikes. All right, Gabe, what do you have on this one? Do you have Eric Anders or do you have Elias Theodoro? I have Eric Anders. Uh, I wish I had some kind of clever, funny thing to say as to why I'm picking him, but his nickname's your boy, so I'm just, I'm just going with Eric Anders. Okay, no, that's fine. I mean, that's great. I love <laughs> when my MMA coach has no real analysis on fighters. It's fine. Yeah, why not? Um, I just, okay, can I point this out, Kev? Uh, I had Brandon McCatherine on uh, Grappling Hour earlier. Never heard of him. Shut up. Hey, you know what? I got you out of major trouble with him. Oh, I still owe Do you know why? Song. I owe him a song. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, Kev, we're approaching like three, four years on this one. And do you know what I told him to like fend him off for just a little bit? What? He's like, now Kevin, he owes me a song. And I was like, do you remember that Guns N' Roses were supposed to come out with Chinese democracy? And he goes, yeah. And I go, and how long did that take? He goes, a long time, but it wasn't good. 
And I go, you think Kevin's song's going to be good? Jesus Christ, you expect too much from him. He didn't write Welcome to the Jungle. His name is Kevin Phillips. He's from Kansas. And he goes, all right, all right, I'll leave him alone. I got to write a song that I just got to get it out. I'll internalize it. I told him I I got you some clemency for a change. But here's the reason why I brought it up. Uh, Just in case you don't know, Gabe, do you know Brandon McCatherine? Uh, I have, I think, met him once. Sure. Tenth Planet Black Belt, uh, bald head, very southern, very charming, very solid jiu-jitsu. Now, the reason why I bring up the bald head is, is when I realized that his homeboy, who he's been training, who's Eric Anders, is fighting Elias Theodoro, I got really concerned. And I said, wait, did you put on a wig and stare incessantly into his eyes? Because that's the only way you as a coach can truly prepare Eric Anders for the inevitability of Elias Theodoro making him fall in love with him. And Brandon McCatherine said, he just goes, no, I just had him stare deeply into my eyes. And I was like, that's great y'all, but where's your wig? Because that hair is an entirely different beast into itself. So Kev, that's the insight I have for you. I'm very concerned about Eric Anders not having the proper coach in Brandon McCatherine. Me too. No. Glad I, glad I went with the vision. <laughs> Me too. Fabio Jr. Ditto is where Kevin left glad on that I went one. With the living prince, the cartoon right. come to life. Well, let's do this. Oh, I've Gabe. been staring at Elias's photo too long. I oh. think I might be pregnant. Everybody, look out! <laughs> Jesus, this guy with his piercing look. All right, let's continue the fun here, Gabe. You go to the next one, and it is. Alex Oliveira versus Gunnar Nelson. Go. Definitely going with Gunnar Nelson on this. Uh, I don't think you should bet against those Icelandic people. And I really do believe that his grappling will be the difference. Okay. Kev? Uh, I believe I mentioned that I'm in Denver and I'm from a little place called Kansas. Yeah. We are through and through cowboys in this country. I will go with the cowboy, Alex Oliveira. He's going to wrap around him like a Midwestern snake, baby. Look out. Those things. I don't know. I don't know. I I, have no idea if that's a thing. I just, I feel like they don't have the climate to really, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. We've got rattlers. Are there cowboys in in Brazil? This has been my whole beef with them this whole time. Like, are there cowboys? Like, can you do that? Uh, I mean, Tell you what, you put a cowboy hat on, you're essentially uh, a cowboy. Yeah, That's you, a cowboy. Yeah. you find some boots, 92%. 92%. Yeah, yeah it's a little heady. You find but... the ability to stamp ass, 100%, and he's got it. Yeah. I mean, does anybody remember the time when it was cowboy versus cowboy, and all of us go, is that how they're booking this one? It's yeah, the, we can't think of other nicknames, so good enough. We're not going to yeah. have it in L.A. and call it the Wild Wild West or anything. No, no <laughs> need for that. So, so Gabe, just to That'd kind of fill you easy. in, uh, we've got a couple fights left on here, but this is the part of the show where I like to remind people that there is usually a wager attached. Now, since we all participate in the jiu-jitsu, we don't have money. So we make it a non-financial bet. Kev, can you give some examples of bets that you have won in the past? Uh. 
Keith Krikorian owes me a public endorsement of candy corn, and he knows it. That's he did. A- one. He did ask me about that. If he I'm being honest, owes me a full retraction of his bullshit statement that candy corn sucks. And he candy corn does it. suck, but Eat I want to make sure that for the betting purposes, I will not have any interference. But on this show. I want the rest of you people who have messaged me and said, what the fuck's wrong with Kevin with candy corn? I hear you, and I have forwarded your messages to him, and it still doesn't work. And you're wrong. It's tough to hear live and in person like this. But pull the car over, take a deep breath, process it. You are wrong. And I sent a T-shirt to our friends over at the grappling. No. Grappling Central. <laughs> that's me. I almost, I like, I, I almost the grappling hour. I was like, no, 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 that's not it. That's Raf show. I did, I did just stop. And thank you for tearing me back there, Raf. Uh, anything social media based? Some pictures, some endorsements, that type of thing. Um, shoot, I have no idea what I could gamble with you now. Can I just send you candy corn too? Oh, accepted. Um, <laughs> so, wait, what was so, so just to kind of fill you in here, though, Gabe, the way that this works is I don't need you to say what it is right this second because we've got three fights left. However, we usually defer to the guests to come up with their own version of something creative. Now, mind you, it could be fitness related, which is your branding. Mm. It could be you sending Kevin candy because you just feel like you're already going to lose, which is a bad tell if we're being honest right oh, now. And you have a podcast. No. We could go on-air commercial for on-air commercial. That gets really feisty. That, I don't know about that the... might be a good one. Now, hold on. I don't know about the exchange value here. I think he getting yeah, there's one. there's definitely a bad exchange rate. He definitely gets like one advertisement for like a hundred on his. So <laughs> that, calm down. Don't and... don't try and Tiger Woods this. Like, let me calm <laughs> down. I, I I'll come up with a side bet. We'll think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good enough. So uh, we're gonna go to a bottom weight fight, Kev. It's on you right now. It is Brad Katona versus. Matthew Lopez? That's a boring name. All right. Anyway, go on, Kev. 15 on you. Matthew Lopez. Very close to Mario Lopez. That's what I'm thinking. His cousin. They've never got along. I have got to go against my better judgment and go with Katona because that was my favorite character on Mortal Kombat. Um, She was awesome. Oh, it's it's a he. Whatever. Sounds good. I was going to try and shoehorn a my Katona uh kind of reference but i was like i think that's too that's really pushing it and then you come in with a katana Katana. yeah exactly (laughs) but then you came in with a katana reference and i was like you know raf always follow your instincts (laughs) just 100 percent. do what you think in your fight uh let's do this game who do you got 15 seconds uh i'm gonna go with matthew lopez on this um, fighting out of Denver, Colorado. Um, yeah, I mean, he's lost the last two in a row, so hopefully he gets this one. I got you, Matthew wow. Lopez. Kev, were you... Ouch. Did someone hurt you in the background? Or I didn't know he was from then? Denver. I don't know. That. Oh, <laughs> I should have no. been so brazen. inflicted wound. I'm out of Denver tonight. That feels uh, like I failed a little bit there, because I didn't know that, so... Uh... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nice Kevin. factoid, Gabe. Thank you for, for that. You're good. You're good. Right when I read it, I was like, oh, perfect. There you go. 
Oh, man, that was like the Shit. dagger twist that he did at the end, Kev. He was waiting. He was slow playing the hands all the way through so that he could really land those knockout blows toward the end. That's a really good striking strategy, if I'm saying so. Gabe, why don't you continue this? You're going to take the lead on who wins between Olavir, Abudin, Mercier versus Gilburns. Uh, Olivier Mercier, he's got to be Canadian. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gilbert Burns. Uh, Gilbert Burns, yes, another Brazilian. I'm going Gilbert Burns, definitely got him. Kev, who do you got on this one? 15. Uh, well, I am a Jujitsaka, of course, Mm. and that Canadian (laughs) mustache is pissing me off. Gilbert Dorino Burns and his. Jiu-Jitsu wizardry will prevail in this fight over Canada. I'm going to agree with our weekly. I'm going to say this real quick because you guys have agreed on a lot more. A few, not a lot. Calm down. Not a lot, like two or three. I'm saying, you know, you agree more with him than you did with Milton. Is this kind of you against the rope strategy that you just don't want to lose, Kev? Or what's happening here? And he got very lucky. And I think he He really did. And you know what? Kev, I don't know if you know this, but ever since you put the fear of verbal tap in Milton, I have noticed he has toned it down a little bit. He doesn't proclaim things as wildly as he used to. Uh, Just saying. Uh, so broken. You might not have won that battle, but the war is looking very the good. The war for you. wages on. You uh, you match wits with me one time. You know you're dealing with a real Andre Agassi, if you will, style of uh, smack talk. But enough about me, Raph. We have another Fair fight enough. to do. We've got 30 seconds on the clock for this main event fight, which I'm excited about. And uh, I'm intrigued to hear where you guys go. It's 30 seconds on the clock for the main event, which is Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. Kevin, I give you the 30 seconds. Go. We might agree one more time because that belt's on the wrong waist, which is a statement I have only said one other time in my life, and she knows she stole my belt. I am choosing Brian (laughs) T-City Ortega, 14-0, headed into a contest with a lot of momentum. He's Caribbean Pirates without the shitty sequels. Brian T-City Ortega. Gabe, what do you got for us? 30 seconds on the clock for you. I feel bad because for the main event, I wanted to disagree, but I do agree. I think Brian oh. Ortega is taking this. Uh, T-City has been on a tear, and I do think that he's improving his stand-up every day, and I think that he will go in there and do very well against Max Holloway. I love Max. I'm a big fan, but also he took a picture with Drake, and that's like the dust touch. So I got uh, T-City Ortega. Nobody brought that up on the analysis yet, and I was really (laughs) waiting to see if that would come and play a role. That's actually the best analysis. Right when I saw it, I was like, oh, he's screwed. (laughs) There's a photo, uh, Kev, it's like a meme of uh, Alistair Overeem running away from Drake. And uh, it's like, hey, I want to take a picture with you. And it's just Overeem just running as far as possible from him. And I thought it was very funny. Uh, Because the Drake curse lives on. Gents, this is interesting. It really does live on. It really does. And I I feel it's going to follow us for years because it looks like he's not going anywhere for a while, unfortunately. He's uh, here for now. 
What? I don't know. That's what he does. Kids, here's what I'm telling you. Uh, we're at the point where we need to do tiebreakers, and this might become a, a very important thing for us. The way we do tiebreakers is I ask you who will have the two performances of the night and the fight of the night. Gabe, we start with you. Who do you think will be given two of the performances of the night and the fight of the night as well? Go on. Um, I think performance of the night will probably be, um, I want to say performance of the night will be T-City and Valentina. I think the the two main events, I think Valentina will put on a great show and I think so will T-City. As far as fight of the night, um, I think the Bakniak Hakim Dawadu is going to be a big, big, big fight. Wow. Okay. I wasn't seeing that one coming yeah. out of. All right. All right. Kev, no, what do you Bok got for us? throws down. Okay. Performance of the night one goes to Alex Oliveira. Obviously. Okay. No way. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> you calm down back there. Uh, performance of the night two goes to Jessica I. He's putting way too much stock in the main card. Classic rookie mistake. Fight of the night goes to Holloway Ortega. That was easy. Easy money. All right. So you've had some time to think now. Gabe, do you have a wager that you would like to make with Kevin? Okay. I've had a little bit of time to think. The wager for podcast commercials is fair, except you guys are way more established. So instead, I will post something on Instagram about how Kevin got these picks right, and he beat me. That's not bad, Kev. I do like I accept. That. I accept for a podcast read about you besting me and clearly being a superior man and thus deserving of a commercial. That is a <laughs> fair trade for a he bested me and is obviously the listener to of you should go to your Instagram audience. I accept may, these terms, Raph. May I add one little caveat here? Uh, yes. We already told you no hand jobs. You said this last time um, and it was weird. You say it again and I'm going to no, yeah. go ahead. Your eyes say yes. So don't tell me <laughs> that you're saying no. <laughs> Verbal tap legal has come into the room. They've said I've crossed the line, and they've asked me to cease and desist on the. That was my right, guys. Sorry to the lawyers. Uh, the the little caveat I'd like to put is so, Gabe. What you should do is come up with a great tip for one Kevin Phillips, who is coming back for injury, which would be very helpful because oh, you know, shit, yeah, good call, Rob. He's you know he's got a little bit of. Uh, I mean, you could really just pick anything. He's kind of like the operation board right now where you just kind of go like, I think his wrist hurts. And he'd probably be like, you are correct. And I'd be like, damn, I didn't even know about that one. So uh, we can work out Get those Get the tweezers. <laughs> we can ready. work out those I've got my gown. But um, yes, we would be happy to do a commercial for you. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd make it worth your while. So um, let's do this. Gabe, the way this works is we always invite our folks who come on this week's episode to come back next week. Would you like to come back on the show after this week's UFC 231 to talk about the fights? 
Absolutely. So I can come back and talk more smack. Well, I mean, some smack would be better than some more. Some. So I some. feel like some. next week, some. if you some. come in and you you do something, and here's the other thing, Kev, we haven't talked about this. I don't know if this is one of the times where you said there's a side bet where he could beat Milton. Like, how much do you think he could actually beat Milton? Do you think there's an over-under on that? 100%. And the over-under is at minus, uh, I'd say, eight for this wise-thinking gentleman because yep. he agreed with at least four of mine. So, you know, okay. Okay. off to a lucky yeah. start. We'll see how the refs are, Raph, and the dick pill testing. We'll see. We'll see what's Fair going enough. on with the OCG 31. Uh, I already I like texted him, Milton, though. and uh, I told him that you would be on this week. So I'm intrigued to see how he's going to badger you for your picks to make sure how he does against you, uh, even though it's a different view. Let me ask this, Gabe. Where yeah. can the people find you? Where can they reach you? And what do you have going on for the holidays in case they want to get some training with you in? Uh, if you want to get some training in or you just want to learn about anything related to the team, anything 10th Planet Van Nuys or GCAL Fitness, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere at GCAL Fitness. That's GCAL Fitness. Uh, I talk shit to everybody on Instagram on there and uh, post little helpful fitness stuff. And if you want, check out the podcast, GCAL Fitness, five minutes to fit. And that's it. Badass. Well, sir, we appreciate it. And Instagram, what was that handle one more time? G-C-A-L Fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Find the man. Feel better about yourself in 2019. Thank you so much, Gabe, for swinging by the podcast this evening, sir. Thank you, guys. Wrap fun podcast. We're going to wrap it because the Chargers and the Steelers are approaching. I'm just kidding. There's a sandwich downstairs that uh, I'm about to pack it on. It's time for some shout outs. I got in touch with the Jubera crowd. He's as polite as ever and nice rap. So it's actually happening now. This is real. Can't take it back. I am going to be starting jujitsu. Also headed to Portland this week. So uh, oh, shout awesome. out to Portland. Headed to go eat on the Northeast. Had to do some work. Northwest, excuse me, upper. Cannot wait. But that's going to do it for me, Raph. All yours. All right. Here's a few shout outs that we want to go ahead and cover. First and foremost, Valley Martial Arts Center. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to 10th Planet Van Nuys. Got some great training out there this week. Van Nuys. <laughs> the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu uh, Club went oh, to go no, train there as well. Uh, went to go train over at the Jog Center uh, with our good friend Kit Dale and John Evans. And guys, um, in some capacity, I'm not exactly sure just what yet, I will be at this year's Nogi Worlds. So be sure to come say hello. If you're looking for places to train, hit me up. I can try and put you in the best direction of places as I normally do. Um, just a couple last little minute things that I want to make sure that you guys know, check out grappling hour. We're going to have a new interview up every day. So all of the interviews that we've done, we're going to unlock them on YouTube. If you guys haven't had the opportunity to see some of the interviews we've done, we have some big names. We have 
interviews with like Christos Yagos, who just won this weekend. We have Brandon McCatherine, who was just on. We have um, Craig Jones, who was on freaking recently. We have all these people that we would love to you to go ahead and support and uh, do all the things where you kind of like add us on your Facebook and on your Instagram, at Grappling Hour, Twitter too, all the things. So that's going to take us to, I guess, our last shout out, which is um, a big shout out to all of our friends over at Street Sports. Uh, our good friend Kenny Bond unfortunately passed away over the weekend. We will talk a little bit more about it on this week's Grappling Hour, but I wanted to send uh, our definite thoughts and uh, sympathies to everybody from the Street Sports family. Kenny was a very, very nice person to all of us in the SoCal community, and he very famously was competing three months after having brain surgery at the 2017 PANS. So if that's not significant, I don't know what else is. Of course, he has uh, two young boys, a lovely wife that he leaves behind, and also a plethora of black belts and lower belts at his gym who are just monsters so again we're going to talk a little bit more about it this week on grappling hour but it wouldn't feel right unless we're able to say a few nice words about a man who was very generous to both myself uh, many of the people who i know and just a host of competitors who had nothing to say but great things for that former marine and i think my friends that'll do it for me too That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...